All right, guys, thank you for that. It's time for our Tuesday Community Spotlight. We've got Mary O'Connell joining us to highlight today's topic of the day on Chat Call, our 3PL-focused community. Mary, thank you for joining us. Today, we're not specifically talking 3PL-focused, but we're talking warehouse technology and warehouse optimization. It all runs together, of course, and when it comes to optimizing your warehouse, when do you know that it's time to do it? So it really kind of depends. Most people will know. Um, I mean, honestly, we can start with the easy. If you still have Excel running your warehouse, it's time to update it. Just, you know, let's give it a little update. Um, but if, you know, you see some of the, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, oh, I want to put robots and autonomous vehicles and all of this cutting edge technology. You don't have to do that. That doesn't have to be, that's not that's not necessarily like the one and all be all solution for automation. It's a, it's a good one and it's, but it's also a very expensive one and not everyone has that, um, has that big of a bank to pull from. And so if you don't have tens of millions of dollars to do a full retrofit and a warehouse upgrade, don't worry, it's okay. There's still things that you can do. And I think it really kind of comes down to looking at, okay, what are your goals for the future? What are your goals for growing the business or maybe um, cutting down on driver wait times at a warehouse? No one's ever going to complain about trying to cut down driver wait times. Um, what are some of those pain points that your warehouse workers have? Because if you can get some of those solved, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to retain some of those um, warehouse workers, which as we know, it's, it's a little tricky to keep to hire and keep warehouse workers because it's 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 a hard job. Um, so I think once you start seeing some of that and really kind of say, okay, well, I want to grow my business by X percent over the next five years. What are some steps that I can take to make sure that you know I have a I have a warehouse team that is productive and you know I'm kind of cutting out some of those unnecessary things because one of the things that's very um, common in the warehouse world is how many touches does that package get before it gets on the gets on the truck and if you've got like 10 and you want it to be four then maybe there's some improvements that need to be made there and i love that point that you bring up that optimization makes people immediately jump to robotics and autonomous warehouse technology right but it's can be way simpler than that even if you just take an overarching approach and maybe look at your floor plan and say okay you know what it would work better if we went point A to B instead of point A to C to F to G to Z and then back to A, right? That's the type of thing that you can look at that is an easy step one implementation that then can eventually lead to you deciding if it's time to deploy some technology or not. Obviously, it's a little costly, but when it comes to optimization, that's a pretty big sliding scale, right? What are our low cost options versus our higher cost options? I mean, some of those low cost options are kind of what you mentioned, Kaylee. You can get some of that software that um, through machine learning and AI, it'll map out your warehouse and say, okay, um, you know, here's the best place to put things. Like you don't have to sit there and stare at your warehouse floor plan and go, okay, this is the best place to put um, this product and this is the best place to put the other one. You can just whip out a machine learning software, which is going to be a lot cheaper than an autonomous robot. Um, and you can do that and say, okay, well, I want this to figure out the best place to put things. So if, you know, for example, you, there might be a SKU or a particular product that, you know, you go through them more often, obviously you're not going to put that in the back far corner of it. Or if you know that two things are always ordered together, you're going to put those next to each other to cut down on time. So it's the little stuff like that, that with that machine learning, with that AI technology can come in and make something, um, 
can come in and make make something a lot better. Also, you can do something as simple as, you know, kind of updating your scheduling or working with some of the carriers to say, okay, when are you coming in? Because you can try to have those products loaded or at least staged where all you have to do is slide it on and then be ready to go. So it really doesn't have to be these huge million dollar investments. It can literally just be something as as a software or just asking your warehouse workers what bothers them and you can find a solution that could be really, really cheap. So for a lot of these 3PLs and some of our brokerage brokerages, they've gotten into warehousing as a service option. It's not just doing managed transportation, but actually getting into actual warehousing, purchasing a warehouse. And for a lot of that time, it's an investment on the front side to purchase just the warehouse space itself, right? That real estate is expensive. So some of these 3PLs run into it with an idea of we're just going to find any client that wants warehouse space whatsoever, and we're going to make their stuff fit. And you could have, you know, an extreme example, boats living with like baby doll parts, right? Do two things that very much don't go together, but maybe a client said, we need the space. And you were like, ah, I've got it. When you're looking at building that maybe warehousing is a service offering, if you are a 3PL, if you're someone who does transportation and not storage, are you looking at maybe optimizing on the front end with the types of clients you select to put in your warehouse? And is that a good way to maybe save some costs on the front end so you don't have to reshuffle who's there on the back end? Oh, absolutely. So that's something that, you know, 3PLs will look for even for like a deconsolidation um, between customers. So they'll find someone that has similar footprint, similar products, et cetera, et cetera, to kind of work together to put them at one deconsolidation center so that way they can send out trucks of similar kinds and, you know, kind of cut down on the, the the empty miles on the road. But the important part is that if you, a lot of 3PLs are getting into that warehousing space because there's a lot of that e-commerce business that everybody's trying to capture. So it's really, really important to kind of say, okay, this is, this is what I want. This is what, where we have expertise in. So we need to go find customers that work for it because there's a fair amount of people that, you know, would like to have some help managing their warehouses. So it's, you know, why not just go kind of find them instead of everybody. But if you're looking for a specific profile, the same way that, you know, a salesperson might go out and want to look for LTL freight versus full truckload freight. And you can, if you can go out and find that profile, it, it, it is kind of like trying to find a unicorn among the masses, but sometimes it works out and sometimes it's great. And if you have a bunch of customers with a what certain freight profile, you get really lucky and you can say, Oh, Hey, look, we have this great warehouse that we can take over for you as well as do managed transportation. So that way the shipper can go back to focusing on what they do well. Because, you know, if someone is really good at, you know, making makeup, they, they're not, they don't need to spend their time trying to run a warehouse and have a peak warehouse efficiency because their job is to make makeup and continue developing their product to make revenue. Them not them managing a warehouse is not the part of their core value and their core business. So it, it kind of doesn't make sense for them to sink all this time and money into it. If they can just get an expert like three PL to come in and do it. So we know that from a build out of freight tech that a lot of that has been on maybe the visibility side on the transportation side of things. What about tech stacks for warehousing? Is that something where we're seeing a lot of activity and people putting a lot of effort into development? Oh, absolutely. So kind of that whole 
the whole supply chain and transportation space as a whole is really getting that tech, that technology facelift that it desperately needs. And so we've gone kind of from the stone ages all the way up to the, to the future. Um, I've even seen some warehouses that still function on a dot matrix printer, like, you know, the big, like many, like 70 pound printers on the metal frame that we have the foldable edges you pull things off. Um, maybe we should move past that, move on from that. Um, it's a great memento. Keep it in the warehouse as a little decoration, um, but it doesn't need to be printing out your own VOLs. Um, but I would definitely say that that the warehouse automation and technology is is something that absolutely people are working on, investing on. And it's a huge marketplace, just like it is for, you know, some of those digital freight matching tools that we see that are also common in brokerages. Um, but no, there's a lot of tech innovation coming to that space. And personally, I love it because it's just kind of building on top of each other. And who knows actually what we're going to end up with going to be very interesting to see how that goes coming up later on in the developments down the road. Mary, we've got Check Hall coming up this afternoon. Talk to us a little bit about who's your guest and where we can find them. Yeah, so today we have Mark Freilich from CTO, or he's a CTO at Softion. We kind of get into this more um, and talk about the technology side of everything and how warehouses can use it. So uh, it's a really good episode, and that will come out today at 12.30. And if you haven't gotten your fill of check call from that, uh, you can subscribe for the newsletter that comes out at 2 o'clock this afternoon. And you can do that on FreightWaves.com slash check call. There you go. And also make sure you head on over to our YouTube channel to find your rerun episodes as well. Mary, thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll take one more quick break and we'll be back to you wrap up your show right after this.